This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now what? Listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, not joining us, or perhaps they are joining us, I'm not quite sure, for the opposition view, the Elm Park, Peter, what are they called? <laughs> yes, that's what they're known as. They're known as the Elm Park Peter, what are they called, podcast. It's quite niche, I grant you that. <laughs> Idiot. It's Elm Park Royals. Elm Park was Reading's former ground. There we go. And, and Alex will be joining us, but from a virtual position. If we go back to a, a game that was cancelled because of it, it was the weekend of the, the Queen's passing, we recorded this, or the, the bits that you're going to hear of it, and then literally an hour later, news came out and obviously games were postponed. However. As you will hear from parts of it, it was very technically challenged already. Carl had problems as well, just being there. Um, I had problems with with telephony, and Justin had problems with, well, reality in the main, but that's fine. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna take and we're gonna use those predictions, but we're gonna update it. God, this is this is this isn't gonna work in any way, shape, or form, but we'll it's try not. it anyway. It's not. But before we get onto all of that, who likes blue cheese? Do you like I blue, love cheese? blue cheese? Do you? I I love I love a big blue veined cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, it's before mid, it's before midday long. on a Sunday. Don't do that to me. Um, yes. I, I like cheese on the whole. I think cheese is a wonderful product. I know a lot of people that don't like cheese. Blue cheese for me though, I just can't eat it. It's too strong tasting, and the blue puts me off. It just puts me off. I don't want to eat something that looks like it's mouldy. I just don't. But Curiously, take me to why, a web- are we to why are we talking about blue cheese? Some people may be asking those people who have not yet listened to the Twitter Spaces reaction post Coventry, yeah, will be wondering why. Carl, why would those people be wondering why we're talking so much about blue cheese? Um, <laughs> well, as you can hear from my voice, um, I've had a blue cheese has had an effect on me, 
Oh, um, it's the blue cheese. Okay, it's not the copious yeah, amount of beer. Nothing to do with the free alcohol. No, but, no. But yeah, we. I went. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Try from the beginning. That's probably I was easiest. Very hungover at the moment as we record this. So I do apologise. <laughs> yes, I, I went to hospitality, which which was excellent, by the way. Just want to add that in. And the gentleman that uh, took me to hospitality is a, a lovely man, but he 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 has he has the ability to just. Look at blue cheese, for instance, and turn it into a into something football related, or it just. I think it would be worth if you can, Peter. I think we will go let's, to let's, drop let's, it in here. Absolutely, let's hear Brett Lebowski on last night's Twitter Space post commentary explaining why Watford and the commentary performance was exactly or possibly not like blue cheese. Our day's been amazing. I'm, I'm with Brett. I'm going to pass you over to Brett because he's he's desperate to say something and he's got the other earphone. So here you go. <laughs> I'm always desperate to say something. I, I just talk. That's what I do. But look, basically, I echo what Carl said. And thank God he's got like a deeper meaning to today other than... <laughs> what happened on the field (laughs) and the the result. But you know what? When we came in at full time and we got served a cheese board (laughs) and we started discussing the benefits of blue cheese and why it's just fucking horrible, but it looks all that and everyone goes, oh, look, they bought the blue cheese out. That's what I thought about Watford today. We looked like, oh, they bought the blue cheese, but we couldn't fucking put it in the net. It's is, terrible. Is 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 the bar is the bar closed now? Um, Brett, Look, is the bar closed? Justin, I think, I think you should stop ordering. You're beers now, you're mate. insinuating <laughs> that I didn't make sense there, but I think that my analogy makes perfect sense. <laughs> that when the blue cheese came out, everyone goes, "Ooh, they've got blue cheese," and yet it tastes like shit. And that was Watford's right. performance. The way that we came okay. out in the first, the way that we came out. In that first half, Brett. we looked like we... And then we had the faux goal, and then we had the sar sitter. We should have been 2-1 up, like the blue cheese looks. But when we tasted the blue cheese, we lost 1-0. <laughs> yeah. I think... I think... Uh, I think... Uh, yeah, you get it? Come on, you get it. I think it's time for you guys to... I'm sat here. Carl, Carl's <laughs> drunk as much as me. And also oh, talked about the blue cheese. By the way, can yeah. I say one more thing before you... No, before you can't. Well, I'm none the wiser, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm absolutely none the wiser. However, yeah, blue cheese... So, um, I, we know your position, Peter. You love it. I don't like it, but I do like the blue cheese sauce at Weatherspoons with the chicken wings. Um, it was very specific. It was very specific. Mm. Yeah, that's the only time I really like blue cheese. Carl, do you actually like blue cheese? or you? No, I, I can't stand blue cheese. I actually spat it out in the... Because uh, it was there, so I thought, well, it's free. I'll try and eat it, but no, I don't like was it. Was this your first ever taste of blue cheese, or you've done No, it? I've had it before, and I didn't like it then, so I don't know what, <laughs> what I thought was going to Is spitting out blue cheese in corporate hospitality frowned upon by other tables? Yeah, are you, are you going to get... Are you going to get a letter from the club on there's Monday? Prob- there's probably going to be an email <laughs> saying you can't do that, probably, but we'll, we'll, we'll worry about that. Yeah. We'll worry about that then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As long as you don't use the G word, which, as we all know, is Gorgonzola, then you absolutely Oh, I love fine. what you've done there. That's good work. Excellent work. So uh, I think we've kind of discussed Coventry on the um, post-match Twitter space, but, yeah, it was very disappointing yesterday, I thought. Did I expect we'd lose 1-0? No. 
actually, when I turned up. But after the first half, I thought, hmm. Mm. So, yeah, did that spoil your data result, Carl? Or was you, were you kind of just so nice to be in the in the corporate hospitality that the match wasn't really a, a thing? I was pissed. I was pissed by half time, so it didn't matter. Right, got you. <laughs> got you, yeah. yeah no, it, 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 it generally did. It, was, it, it did leave, um, especially at the end, it did leave a little bit of a... Uh, a sour taste in our mouths. That was the blue that cheese. Wasn't the, that wasn't the blue cheese. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was. It was. It was a real bad performance. So we we let them. We let them in the game for me. Um, their number seventeen, whose name escapes me, was was excellent um, and, and run our defence ragged. So all credit to Coventry. We just we just weren't at the party that day, and we had the chances as well that we missed. Oh, mm. I watched them again this morning in my hand in my hungover pit. It was, looks even worse from seeing it again. But yeah. hey ho, yeah. Yeah, let's not dwell too much on that. Yeah, Gyokuras, Gyokuras up front for them was excellent, and he and when they broke, they went so quickly. And it is interesting because um, the guys from What's the Crack who were on the commentary preview kind of came back and said, "Wow, your speed! You break and move the ball so quickly." And I was like, "Yeah, but we don't move it forward." And they went, "Yeah, there is that. When they go, they just go in one direction and just uh, and." Just, just exposed us. And I thought, uh, I thought they did a really good. I had a really good game plan. They executed it well. However, however, as we turn our attentions to the next game, I almost said we go again there. That would have been a hanging oh, expense, yeah, but never yeah, mind. I'd, I'd I'd cut that. that out. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. But who knew that Gorgonzola was going to be the high point of the podcast? <laughs> um, it, one of the things that, if you look at Coventry, that was their fifth successive clean sheet away from home. Mm. So one of the things that we said was, oh, yeah, they, they, they're not conceding goals. And I remember Neil on the preview show said it. Now, if we turn and start to look at Reading, their home form is what has kept them kind of d- doing okay. Their away record this season is they've played nine, they've won two, they've drawn one, but they've lost six. It's not doing very well. They tend to be really struggling. It's their home form, which is almost there is a verse of that where they've had six wins. They lost their last game against Preston. Obviously, when we talked to uh, Alex, which we'll play in in a minute, was was much earlier on in the season when they had their real high point. And after the sixth game, which was away at uh, Millwall, they sat they sat at the top of the table. But over the next kind of ten or so games, they have basically kind of had what I like to describe as the Paul Ince effect, which is which is basically the opposite of cream will float to the top. Shit will oh you fuck it, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Paul Ince is to management what I am to dieting as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> However, <laughs> But he does have he does have one thing in his locker that's almost like kryptonite for Watford, and his son is it. Tom Ince always seems to bloody get goals against he, us, which is so so him. annoying. He signs him wherever he goes, doesn't he? That's his yeah. first signing. Yeah, but in fairness, he's their joint top scorer and their main assist maker. You know, he is a player that if we signed, even at the age of thirty, I'd be going. Yeah, he can do a job. So he's got four goals. Lucas Zhao, who's their centre forward, has, has also got four goals. But then what's kind of interesting is they've had a total of 11 goal scorers in the league, right? Not that interesting, I grant you that. We've had nine. Okay, but the differences are they seem to be getting goals from all over the field, whereas we tend to get it in in little clusters. Ishmael Assar has got six goals already this season, which is a good return, bearing in mind he's played for for about seven minutes in total, I would suggest. Yao Pedro's got four. Keenan Davis has got four. Ken Semmer has got three. Bio has got three. Now, all of those play in that kind of front four position. After that, 
Imran Loser from five games got two goals. Okay, which is which is a big loss because he's the only person in midfield other than Tom Cleverley against Burnley, and he's been out since that particular point. Who's got us any goals? Other than that, William Truth to Kong in the last, you know, what, just over a week ago or two weeks ago, and Sierra Alta uh, against Cardiff have got goals. Unless those front players score, our midfield are providing very little in the way of goal threat. Whereas Reading have got options all over the park. So there's two things to kind of take into consideration when you're now listening to this is that they've now had the Paul Ince effect takeover. Excellent. We're pleased with this. They're now down in 12th, uh, 12th position, but they can get goals from all over the park. We only seem to be able to score from that top end. And we probably need to see a few other players weighing in with a little bit more. famous sloping pitch podcast we're following the greatest show on earth but would you like pitch side seats for all the action in qatar the heat the goals the drama well so would we but why not join me nick hancock in stoke-on-trent and co-host chris england in london's sw16 every game live from england the famous sloping pitch podcast we think this tournament could be okay sport social at this moment, we know we've got two players suspended, don't we, for Tuesday night's game. Sierra Alta and, and, camera. and camera. Right, so the left-back position looks curious. Who are we going to play at left-back? Is it going to be James Morris or is it going to be someone else? And who's going to be in the centre of defence? Is it going to be Cabaselli instead of uh, Sierra Alta? I mean, those kind of things only kind of really, I guess, apply to Reading's goal threat rather than, you know, where are we going to score goals from? But have we got any other injuries from yesterday or is everybody still fit? I mean, I don't even know what sort of team we're going to put out. I would guess it'd be the same as yesterday, but with somebody else at left back and centre of defence, won't it? Hambo came on and was energetic, but was didn't really kind of keep the ball. He had the opportunity, he had the one shot. He didn't come on for that long, but whether or not he did enough for uh, for Slavin to look at him and say, right, I'll start him and I'll move Ken Semmer to left back, right? Which is which is a question mark anyway, because Ken's played left wing back. We know he's adaptable, and we know he'll try wherever he is. God love him. But I think you probably get more from Ken Semmer in that forward line, as we said. He's had he's had more assists than anybody else, and he's kind of he, he's doing he's he, he's doing a shift every single time. I think we'll probably see James Morris. I suspect come in. I know uh, I know Greg Wendoverhorn, who was uh, on yesterday with Mrs. Wendoverhorn. Yeah, what a great thing that was. Yeah, he suspects that it might be Ken, and it'll go with experience, and that Slaven Bilic might might kind of lend on that experience. So we'll see. In terms of the centre back. There's a lot of talk about resting because of number of games, and I get that. But we've got two games left before a what a six week break. Yeah. If Cathcart is as as I'd read earlier on in the week being sort of rested because of the number of games he's played, etc., and and he could play, but he's just you know as he did against Luton. But he, he's, they're trying to see whether or not they can get through with an injury. You know, he might be carrying something of an injury or, or being slightly kind of uh, uh, kind of tired. Put him in. Mm. Put him in because mm. it's if he goes in and and he pulls something, he's still got six weeks to come back from it. Now, yeah. now is the time we need to. We need to go and get points and then rest him for Bristol because Sierra Alta should be back after that. You know, it's only a one match ban for both uh, Camera and for Sierra Alta. Bring him back in there. Would I use Cabaselli? No. 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 For two for two reasons. One, hell has not yet frozen over. <laughs> and secondly, uh, and secondly, he is 
the opposite of, you know, somebody as a leader who organises. He doesn't do that. He doesn't pay attention from a defensive point of view, wearing in mind so much about defending uh, positions is about concentration. You see him switch off. And in the past, his physicality, his strength or his speed has sometimes got him out of jail. If you put him in and he's actually got to be organising and be leading and be a calm, reassuring presence, see Blackpool for details. And I'm not even just talking about the one where he let Hamilton run for the cross. But the first goal came from that ball, which has got played into the between Truce de Kong and Cabaselli, and neither of them are, are, you know, responsible enough to go for it. Now, Cathcart is not yet alpha leader. He's always been slightly a, a slightly introverted player in some ways, but he'll go and do what needs to be done. He'll be calm. He'll be reassuring. If something goes wrong, it's not for the one of trying. I'd put him in. I'd put him in. I'd, I'd have I'd have Cabaselli on the bench. He, he needs a he needs a break. He needs to go away and concentrate on stuff. I, I met Craig Cathcart yesterday, as did you, Peter. He's extremely tall, isn't he? Oh my God, he's a big bloke. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really meet him. I was sat with uh, Anne Swanson when uh, when he came over to say hello to Anne, and Anne beautifully said, uh, "Oh yes, because we spoke the other day for for for, for quite some time." And he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. I didn't understand a single word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, and he went. Well, it was quite loud, wasn't it, in there? And she said, oh, about half past three. I mean, not, not a thing. Not a thing. It was wonderful. Wonderful. No, he's, he seems, you know, he's just, we all know he's a long-standing servant. He's a calm, reassuring presence at the back. He's one of those people that stop everybody else getting a bit twitchy because he's a, he, he's got a maturity to his game now. Hey, it really depends on exactly why he's being rested, etc. I just think resting people when they've got an opportunity to, 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 to rest up another seven weeks thereafter seems a bit strange. But then again, we're the people who kind of saw Tom Cleverley get injured and against Burnley with his knee and then decide three months later would be a good time to give him a, an Achilles injury operation. Yeah. Just just um, just going back on Anne Swanson, we have got a special podcast coming out because we interviewed Anne in her seat, in her stand yesterday, we did. which was great. I'd have her doing the team talks, to be honest with you. Just, just listening to her, she's she's formidable. Uh, she's in fairness, in fairness, I'd have her at left back. So, you know, you win. <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably do it as well. She's 85 years old. She drives herself down to matches from Cambridge still. And she's just, I mean, fearsome, I think, is probably the word. I mean, I remember her being a very, very strong character when I was a junior Hornet. You know, you, you didn't miss about when, when Anne was around. But my God, that that lady, she's, she's amazing. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to that coming out because I think um, that's going to be a good listen. Even though the the, the club decided to put the PA on halfway through uh, our conversation, so half of it's accompanied by some terrible music, some sort of uh, electronic dance music that's sort of playing in the background. But anyway, uh, on the whole, it was a really, really good conversation. So thank you to Barry and Phil for organising that. Uh, That was a really good interview. Look forward to that one coming out soon. Absolutely. There was a wonderful moment where we we went back over to the Cornerstone Church, which will feature in it because I also had a conversation with Brian a lovely guy who made me a cup of tea. Nice fella. <laughs> and Swan and Swanson's cup of tea. Bone shiner and a saucer. Mine, dirty old mug. Wow. Just saying, Brian. <laughs> just saying. Um, it's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, uh, Different have levels. You know, have, you, have you noticed how, how quickly my, my gratitude for the tea dissipates and how long-lasting my grudge for not having a saucer is? I don't even want a saucer. I'm still bitter. Anyway, what am I saying? Yeah. We came back in and Justin and I were talking with, with Anne and uh 
And Justin said, so uh, where, where have you driven down from? And she said, Cambridge. And you couldn't have heard her because you said, Cambridge? Where's that? No, I and said, the, where's the look that? of incredulity. <laughs> she went, she went, Cambridge? And he went, oh, Cambridge. <laughs> I thought she said, my hearing's not great, she, okay? It's not great. Years of standing in front of a Marshall amplifier has taken its toll. I thought she said, Hembridge. And I, I thought, and you're like, where's I've, that? I've never heard of this. And I said, sorry, where? And she said, Cambridge. I said, oh, Cambridge, right. It was, it was just wonderful. The, the look of, how can you not know where Cambridge is, uh, you moron? Yeah, I know, I know. And I felt, I felt told off as well, so it was great. Oh, she, that's, that's, that's even better. Yeah, I love she, the fact that you felt told off. I thought I'm in trouble here. Flashbacks she to 1985. Was, she was fabulous and is fabulous and i'm very very pleased we've got a, a stand named after her wonderful stuff yeah absolutely brilliant stuff so tuesday then reading let's return to the reason why we're convened with carl <laughs> hanging out of his yeah backside. you dragged me out of my hangover yeah thank you yeah, for that well you know, i think blue cheese is a good cure for that go and get some nice stilton or something um, I, I, i'm hoping there's bacon going on as we speak <laughs> oh probably better so reading then are we are we going to look at predictions peter that, uh, oh, now we are taking the original predictions right. because as ever we have to take your first answer and your first answers yes okay they may have been in august but they still count they are as follows alex decided that he is well why don't we just listen to it i mean i want to take a I want to take a result which everybody else wants, just to uh, <laughs> just to give the EFL a good chance of, of picking up some points. But I think there's, there's there's some shit housery. We all enjoy that. Well done. I well think done. I'm gonna, I think we're going to take a result which I'll be happy with if uh, if we get this at five o'clock on on Friday, five o'clock Friday, five o'clock Saturday. Yeah. So I'm going to go for nil nil, and um, hope that we can keep a clean sheet. I'm not necessarily sure that we'll create enough chances to score, but if we like nil nil, I'm going to go for. Interesting. Well, there you go. There you go. Now, normally, of course, normally the rules would be we would go to the, the next person who is lowest in the table, which is obviously Carl. But Carl, who said he was going to be here at two o'clock, is not. Therefore, it falls to Justin, and then we'll have to get Carl's later on and, and slice it and dice it in by by trickery of hand and magic, etc. So, Justin, you have a chance to go for whatever result you have because you cannot have a result that's gone forward. So nil-nil's gone. Yeah. What are you going for? Well, hmm, I think I might go for a home win. I think we've only failed to score in one game, haven't we? This is, this is unusually optimistic for you. I know, I know. But we do seem to be scoring goals this season. Not many, but we're scoring goals. So let's go for 2 nil. Watford. Based on absolutely nothing. I don't know what I'm basing that on, but I'm going to go for 2-0 Watford. Hello all. Sorry I couldn't make it. Unfortunately, I got held up by Delia Smith, who wanted to show me her new recipe for shepherd's pie. So, uh, unfortunately, that took precedent. But anyway, the game coming up against Reading is going to be a tough one. They're on fine form. Um, not sure how. Paul Wintz being their manager. But anyway, stranger things have happened, as they say. I'm going to say for this game, it's going to be a tight one. I'm going for a cheeky Watford 1, Reading 1. Stay safe. See you soon. Obviously, I've got to stick to the 2-0 that I predicted in September when we had a different monarch and a different prime minister. But yeah, I'm, I, I think <laughs> we'll probably... a different manager. And, and a, yeah, there you go. Had manager. a different manager. Yeah. Oh my God, yes, yes. It seems like so long ago, doesn't it? It was only, what, 60 days or something. So yes, there we go. I'll, I think I'll go for a 1-1 if you were to ask me now. But um, yeah, 2-0 I have to stick by. 
Well, it doesn't. I'll tell you what doesn't help my um, my head today. Um, there was a lightning strike very near my house in the early hours <laughs> in the morning, and fuck, it woke me up. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a big boom over Croxley as well. Yeah, there was yeah. definitely something in the air, shall we say. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that was me rolling out of bed. Never mind. <laughs> Did you fall out of bed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, enough of this tomfoolery. There we go. Right, so... Right. Uh, no, just just a quick thank you to you two guys. Uh, uh, sorry about wimping out on card if I had a COVID jab, but it kind of slammed me sideways on the Wednesday. So thank you for uh, for jumping in and doing such a fine job there. Stop press. We have an addendum uh, to we, to to our podcast. We, we've received. We've, received. <laughs> we've never had an addendum before. This is quite exciting. Yeah. Okay. I'm in shock. Okay, the time is as we speak, twelve eighteen. I'm looking at the clock there. At twelve twelve, we have received a thread from Mr. Mike Smart. Mike, that's fucking brilliant. We're going to read it in full. This is a full Twitter thread on the. Well, let me just read it. I don't think I can put it in better words than Mike himself. At DNSYE Podcast. This is what this guy has done on a Sunday morning. Well done. (laughs) Right, chaps. I don't get to call in because I'm always driving when you're on, but I listen after most games and enjoy hearing from most people. But I can't stay silent on the big point of controversy from yesterday's Twitter space. I am talking, of course, about Blue Cheesegate. Drunk or not, I thought your caller, that's Brett, not Greg, by the way, obviously, made an excellent (laughs) point, and I can't stand by and hear all the Blue Cheese slander go unchallenged. (laughs) Blue Cheese is fancy and expensive, especially in the championship, where most people can only afford cheddar, Edam, or Red Leicester. We have Blue Cheese, and that should be a fine thing, of course. What you also need with any sort of cheese is crackers. In the championship, Jacob's cream crackers are fine, but most clubs have plenty of them. We've struggled a bit this season because lots of our crackers have snapped, so we've had to serve up as the basic crackers instead. But still, the blue cheese should render the platter delicious. The problem is, the only blue cheese that actually tastes any good is saint Auger. <laughs> the Luton game was a delicious plate of Jacob's cream crackers and saint Auger cheese, for example. <laughs> Unfortunately, on too many occasions this season, we have been served mouldy old Stilton with our assortment of crackers. It has looked fine when first presented to us, but in the end, it just leaves a horrible taste that is hard to get rid of. If we can stop breaking our Jacob's crackers and keep fighting the sand or gur in the fridge, we will be the envy of all championship clubs. I trust this clarifies the matter. I will be making, I will be taking no further comment at this time. <laughs> Mike Smart, everybody. Mike Smart. Uh, <laughs> how, how did something as innocuous as a drunken, <laughs> slurred thing on blue cheese become this? I, I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. You see what happens. I'm, I'm always in and around some sort of crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just gone. This has just gone turbo. Oh, good Lord. Good standing, Lord. Standing on the shoulders of blue cheese. No, giants, that's it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, that was superb. That yeah. was superb. I have, um, I have commented back, and I've just put my hero. Yeah. Because quite honestly, that's... Uh, <laughs> There's going to be reports that. of uh, shortages of Stilton in supermarkets in Hertfordshire. Yeah, in the Watford area. For Christmas, yeah. and it, it can be traced to us, I suspect. Uh, yeah, but, but, but Stilton isn't a blue cheese. What? It's, what it, are you saying? 
What? Stilton. Oh, is Stilton a blue? Yes, it is a blue cheese. Oh, I'm it is a, You can have white Peter, Stilton. Peter. You can it's, have white I'm Stilton. I'm having a senior moment. I'm having a senior moment. <laughs> Listen, this has been far too much blue cheese talk, I think. Thank you, Mike, for that. Um, I, I'll um, do something with that on Twitter in a minute in, in some sort of way. Thank you very much. If you've got views on blue cheese, do send them across and um, maybe we'll include <laughs> them in our next. Peter will love to receive letters. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, if you DM me, I'll give you Peter's address. Oh, don't you stuff, James. <laughs> and yeah. you can write to him why St. Auger is not as good as, uh, you know, Danish blue or whatever. Yeah, enough. Enough blue cheese. Thanks for listening. <laughs> there you go. That was Do Not Spread Your first ever addendum. I think it went well. What do you think? It oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, apart from you then saying Stilton wasn't a blue cheese. Um, I, uh, yeah, sorry. Catch you after the game against Reading on Tuesday. Uh, look after yourselves until then. Yawns. 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 Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.